0: Chapter Seventeen of the Submarine Boys for the Flag. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Submarine Boys for the Flag by Victor G. Durham. Chapter Seventeen The Last Hour of Command. Through the night, the Sudbury rolled lazily over the waves. A wireless message had carried the news through space to Washington. Orders had come to return to Norfolk. They're turning Gray over to the United States authorities. Benson and his comrades were instructed to return to Washington with the charts and record books. Down in the berth in the sick bay lay Gray, the hospital steward had made the wounded man as comfortable as possible the latter was painfully but not seriously wounded at the speed at which the gunboat was now proceeding the sudbury was due at anchorage at six in the morning lieutenant jack had turned in after leaving orders that he was to be called a few minutes before five he wanted to be on deck to enjoy the sensations of his last hour of command on the cruise of a vessel of the united states navy forward the sailors of the watch were talking in low tones of their very youthful officers there's real stuff in those boy officers mates grunted one sailor who'd been in the boarding party it don't make any difference whether they've been through annapolis or not look at the way the lieutenant mr summers went up against the shooting kept us back and took the medicine themselves like real officers you'd expect it of Summers," rejoined another sailor there's a bit of the bull neck about him and such men always fight but the lieutenant makes a real officer that i'd be glad to foller anywhere mr hastings didn't get a chance to show what was in him suggested another of uncle sam's old salts oh you leave mr hastings alone for fighting if he saw any need to retorted the sailor who'd been the first to speak he's one of your very quiet chaps your quiet ones always sail into a fight while a brawler is getting his mouth wound up to do some talking hanged if i don't wish those lads could remain on board muttered another old salt with the young lieutenant to command the ship asked another him as well as anyone he knows what he's doing for which reason i don't care for the number of the year he was born in why mates the lieutenant is the head of them submarine boys we've read so much about in the newspapers when layin in port and the other two are his messmates now i'll stand for it that the submarine boys are good for any kind of a job on salt water i'd follow their lead on a battleship It would have been fine for the three submarine boys had they been able to know what great opinions the crew held of them. But Hal was again on the bridge in the last watch, and Eph had gone below for an hour's sleep ere he, like Jack Benson, was to be called. Then, at last, two sleepy eyed boys came from their cabins, going up to the bridge for what they felt was their last hour of real sea glory ensign fullerton appeared half an hour before anchorage was made you have the satisfaction sir of knowing that your task was put through in record time said fullerton by way of congratulation for which i'm truly glad smiled benson yet i could wish our experience with the navy had not ended so soon why it hasn't ended yet sir smiled the executive officer it will in a few minutes more however sighed jack My last official act will be to order the gig into the water to take us on shore. We're under orders to take the next train for Washington, you know. Very true, smiled Ensign Fullerton. But, sir, you are commanding officer of the Sudbury, no matter where you may be, until you receive an order to relinquish command. Also, sir, your present appointments as officers in the service run until the orders appointing you are revoked. But that will all happen before the day is much older, replied Jack with a forced smile. It was going to come harder than he had thought after his brief taste of real naval life to give it all up. No sooner had the Sudbury let go her anchors than Jack called for the gig. He and his comrades hurried below, doffing their uniforms, which went back into the dress suitcases. Then, in citizen dress, with their precious swords again wrapped in chamois skin, the three submarines went over the side there was the same ceremony however which had attended their coming aboard the marine guard turned out presenting arms as lieutenant jack benson passed to the side gangway ensign fullerton and mr drake stood by to salute jack and to receive his formal acknowledgment of their courtesy their feet touched the bottom of the gig they seated themselves and the short row to the landing stage commenced on the landing stage stood an orderly who promptly saluted the commandant's compliments to lieutenant benson and will the lieutenant and his comrades report to the commandant's office early as the hour was the commandant was at his desk in uniform and received the young officers most graciously mr benson and gentlemen declared the commandant of the navy yard you have done your work well and as quickly as it could have been done i congratulate you the secretary of the navy i believe will thank you personally it was splendidly done and now if you will come around to the officers club with me you will find that your breakfasts have been ordered it'll be an hour and a half yet before it'll be necessary for me to furnish you with a carriage that will convey you to the railway station in the presence of this much older officer the lads did not attempt to make merry at breakfast seated in the dining room of the officers mess they listened respectfully to whatever the commandant saw fit to discuss the meal was about over when a marine orderly entered crossed the dining room stopped at a respectful distance and saluted telegram sir the commandant received the envelope drawing out the sheet it contained lieutenant benson this will interest you and your comrades pursued the commandant the order revoking my command of the gunboat thought jack oddly enough though he expected it knew it must happen the arrival of the moment brought a strange sinking at heart i wonder how on earth it could have happened pursued the commandant his eyes again turned toward the paper millard has escaped from fort craven and so far has eluded recapture End of chapter 17. Recording by John Brandon.